And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast. On a Tuesday, I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Joining me this week, as he does many weeks, to give us some winning tickets that include a first-round leader. No one hits the first-round leader more than this guy here, as he did last week with Tom Hoagie, who eventually went on to win the tournament, beat the bookie. What's up, man? Not much. Just uh, excited for another week. We did hit Tom Hogue. Hoagie plus 2,200 last week for round leader. That was actually our fourth straight round leader. I mean, it's <laughs> probably like a personal record. And I think the last, since we've started this season in 2021, um, we've hit 17 outrights and round leaders. So yeah, it's been a nice, nice run. I mean, I'm sure sooner or later it'll come to an end. But, you know, I'm just trying to milk it until the wheels fall off at this point. Well, it better not be this week. You don't hit the first round leader this week. I'm not going to invite you back. <laughs> you know, the, we were talking. We were talking earlier about how you know I don't like the three courses when, when they're playing three courses. But it actually, you know, for first round leader, it actually works out well because it gives you like three different courses to hit. You know, hit the leaders. And Hoagie was the only round leader I took on the on the Pebble Beach course that week. So, um, mm. or the Monterey. I think he was on maybe Monterey, uh, but whatever course he was on was the only one that. We took and uh, we had a nice run from Troy Merritt. Just came up short, but hopefully this week we can get back to some more normal golf where we actually have a shot tracker. We actually have video of you know all the players. So looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I love this week. Uh, we had a good week here on the show. If you listened last Tuesday, we were. I tell you, I look back at my notes and, and the names that I had down, and then I had to whittle it down. But my goodness, we had a peg last week. I went back in and on the model that I put together and it really worked out. Well, we hit, um, you know, uh, we played some win tickets, of course. And usually when I play the win, I'll play the top 22 with them um, as well. And then some individual top 20 bets, you know, I play a fair amount of those and didn't get the winner. I was on Putnam who was close, um, but we did hit the top twenties and we hit six of them, which is great with, you know, Seamus and, the Zayden Hut and Fitzpatrick and McCarthy, Pat Perez was one that was a good hit that he snuck in there. Um, so it was it was uh, it was a good week. And now we turn the page to to waste management, thankfully, because as I mentioned, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But you know, the the Pebble Beach events, the one that probably frustrates me the most. Um, it's the one that feels old to me. It feels like a rerun you know, the celebrities, I get it. It's kind of fun with that. And with the tour, it's a place to showcase, bring their executives from these companies that are sponsoring, which is a nice perk. There's other ways to do that. I think there's other ways to get celebrities involved, but three courses playing with celebrities, six hour rounds, the, the best players don't want to come. <clears throat> and it was that the field has been depleted. And now what you get, you get Saudi stepping in because they know they can bring those people over because DJ is not going to play in that event and Xander and those guys. And so they come over there and then they can come back. And now the waste management really, I think is kind of benefiting from Pebble beach being stuck back in 1986 reruns of mash. As I put it, that was an analogy that I used and <clears throat> waste management. What a field. I mean, this is the best field. Um, I was just looking at, Kyle Porter on Twitter, he said the best field in over a decade here at Waste Management, six in the top 10. Uh, man, it's, it, it is, this is going to be fun. You know, I mean, TPC Scottsdale, it, it's kind of your, um, I don't know, your straightforward PGA Tour type of golf course. 
And of course, the surroundings of 16 is magical. It kind of continues down 17 now, which is, I think, one of the most enjoyable holes to watch in golf, drivable par four with the water on the left. And then you got a great finishing hole in 18. So let me ask you, you step up to 16, all those people around, what are you hitting and what are you going to do? You going to stick the green? Probably not. <laughs> I'll probably do like what speed did and go short on the green. Like he did last week, just, just missing it or I'll fly it into the crowd, maybe off the uh, canopy <laughs> into the back of the back of the green. <laughs> uh, that's a tough, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun hole to watch because some players love it. You know, some players love like the crowd going crazy. And then you got some guys like, maybe like if Bubba's not playing too well, you get the crowd just razzing him or he's going to get pissed off. Um, so you just see the range of emotions from players on that hole. Yeah. It's pretty fun though. Pretty fun. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And <clears throat> I used to live there back in 99. And when I was there at that tournament, there wasn't surround at all. We used to sit on the back of the hill there behind the green on 16 because on the hill there, you could then look down to 17 and watch them drive onto 17 green. And I was actually standing right by the pond on 17 when Andrew McGee hit that drive down and it rolled into the group ahead of him and it hit the putter shaft and went in the hole. I was standing right there. True story. No one knew what happened. The ball comes bouncing down. The guy's getting ready to putt. I can't remember who it was. Did it count? I mean, did it count for yeah, yeah. And, and the ball's coming, and he, and he kind of like flinched, and he ricocheted right off the center of his putter shaft, and the ball disappeared. And we're like, did that ball just go in? Hole in one on that par four. True story. Standing uh, right there. So albatross, huh? No, it was an eagle. Or an albatross. Yeah, one on a par four. Yeah. Yeah. So one on a par four. Yep. Crazy. Crazy. All kinds of stuff has happened yeah. here. You know, just all kinds of interesting moments you go back to previous winners of course Kepka won here uh in in last year at 19 under Xander kind of struggled a little bit down the stretch Webb won here the year before that 18 under Finau probably the most painful win ticket I've ever sat on was Finau winning <laughs> oh my god and uh, win ticket on that and uh he plays the last four even which is basically like two over to those guys. Webb sneaks in. Ricky's one here. Woodland one here. Hideki twice. And then Kepka, you go back uh, a ways and he's one here. So he's won a couple times. Um, you know, I think, of course, I've played it. And when you look at it, of course, you know, approach is always way up there. Putting is always interesting here this week. They come off those POA greens and they come over here. And it's it's got like POA trivials, but it's, they call it this certain strain of Bermuda, but then it's so overseeded with bent, it probably puts more like bent. And you've got to have the hot putter here for sure. I mean, you've got to be trending in that plus three, four, five and putting. But I think you got to elevate off the tee here a little bit more. Um, accuracy certainly going to come into play. Maybe not quite as much as over in Pebble, but you got to have the around the green game too. So a little bit. I mean, those are kind of pushed up here a little. So you kind of do need a little bit more of that complete player, I think, um, with a little more emphasis perhaps on accuracy maybe here than some other courses. And it kind of speaks to the winners of Kepka, Webb, Ricky, Woodland, Hideki. I mean, that's a pretty heady list, you know, when you look at it. What, you, what else stands out to you about this golf course? It's just like one of the more fun tournaments. I think, you know, a lot of players obviously have fun with it. Um, and, you know, 
it's a fun tournament to watch, you know, because you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like, it, it's a lot more fun to watch a tournament with a crowd, you know, going crazy than we saw, like, some tournaments during the pandemic where we didn't have any crowd at all. Right. You know, there's just something about watching sports with a crowd that's better than with no crowd. Like, football, you know, Super Bowl last year when you had 20% fans versus a full Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. you know, which is, the, which is the more fun one to watch. So fans always bring a, a certain level of entertainment. Um, will we get a streaker at this year's event? Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll have one. I mean, we always seem to get, this is the one tournament every year where you can, uh, you know, bet your dollar that, you know, the one lock will be seeing a bunch of uh, drunk guy videos stumbling down the course. This is always the place uh, where it's at. And I, I believe they have a sports book there this year. They on do. The course, on, on course. So, they do. Yep. Uh, they have a sports book walking in. Yep. It's going to be pretty fun. Great point. And you got guys traveling back from Saudi Arabia too. So you have to kind of keep that in mind if you're someone who likes to factor in the travel aspect, although these guys are professionals and get their sleep. That's a long haul uh, coming back from there. The good news is their, their wallets are padded regardless of how they played. Um, And you know, the one thing that always makes me laugh here is seeing big bird in the stands on 16. Every time I see that, it makes me laugh. I don't laugh anymore when Bill Murray, does his spiel and he hits a backward like okay but when i see big bird in the stands on 16 that brings a smile to my face <laughs> i laugh every single time phenomenal big bird growing the game in the gallery on 16 all right let's get right to it here <laughs> all right so here's a few things that i'm looking at um you know, for this week at TPC Scottsdale, par 71, um, talked about the the greens. They're very fast. I was talking with Steven Sweeney. He's a putting coach out there who works with a number of interesting names in this group, Luke Liss, Mito Pereira, and uh, Aaron Wise. And he said it's the fastest he's ever seen these greens on a Monday. So they're going to be quick. They're in perfect shape. The weather looks good. Um, you know, a couple of the distances that you'll see a ton here from that 150 to 175 range. That's a big number. You'll see a lot right there, 175 to 200. So that middle iron range, you're going to get a great deal. Three par fives. You're going to see some Eagles here. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, approach, you're going to have to have a hot putter here this week. And I think you do, you can elevate the influence of the driver here a little bit more this week than last with the distance. If you can keep it out in front of you and you are going to be challenged with some around the green games here as well. So we are, we do need that complete player. And of course, when you start running these models, the big names always come up. You're, you're John Roms of the world. You're Justin Thomas of the world and Xander Schauffele. I mean, you run any, any which way. And you quickly realize when you look at the stats, <laughs> these are the best players in the world, but we look beyond that. And we give you more than just the chalk. And getting right at it, let's start with some top 20 picks here. I know you've got a few. Hit me with some top 20s. So the the first top 20 I like is Luke List at plus 240. Um, Luke, we all know he won the Farmers uh, Open a couple weeks ago. And um, he's got five top 20s this season. He's playing the best golf of his career. He finally got that wind monkey like off his back and he's arrested. He didn't play last week. So um, I, I feel like 
he's going to keep his form going. His form's done very good this season. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an easier course uh, for him. Plays perfectly to his game. So the first top 20 I like is Luke List plus 240. And all of these odds that I'm giving out, I found on FanDuel. Uh-huh. Yeah, because FanDuel paid, you know, FanDuel's top 20 odds were a lot higher than DraftKings this week. Okay. Sa- same as last week. Um, the second top 20 I'm going to go with is probably my favorite golfer, his second favorite golfer. He's the defending champion here. Uh, Brooks Kepka, top 20 at plus 140. I know, you know, Kepka hasn't played that great this season. Um, but for me, it's uh, with Kepka, it's more of like an interesting. Like, how bad does he want to be there? Uh, does he want to play this tournament? And I think, you know, as he is the defending champion, he is a two-time champion here. I think this is a perfect place for him to jumpstart his season and, you know, get going to try to start playing well, heading to Augusta. Um, he's also well-rested. So I like Kepka to get his form back here, finish in the top 20 at plus 140. I also took a sprinkle on Kepka to be the round one leader. At plus 3,700, um, those odds were, you know, just too good for me to pass up right there. So mm-hmm. uh, Kep- Kepka around one liter plus 3,700. Because when he, when he plays well, he comes out firing. I've probably hit seven, eight round leaders on Kepka the past five years. Wow. Um, so he's one of those guys that when they play well, uh, they come out firing. Um, you know, we did see him come back last year. He was down five shots last year, headed to the, uh, the final round, which we saw Jordan Spieth shoot two over, um, but he mastered the final round here last year. So I think he'll carry that momentum, his familiarity with the course, and he knows he wants to get back on top. And there's no better place to start than just defending his championship. I mean, we've seen him do this at majors, so I'd like to see him do that, you know, at the the, the Phoenix Open. It's been the driver with Kepka that's been the problem. He hasn't hit his he has not hit his driver well. But to your point. Last year, when he came here, got a season started, uh, he missed three consecutive cuts coming into this tournament last year and was not playing that well. And he wouldn't hit his driver quite as bad as he is right now. But he shows up to waste management, hangs around, pitches the ball in on 17 for eagle, and off he goes, and the guys ahead of him stumble just enough. Yeah, I think anytime you can get those kind of numbers on a world-class player like Brooks Kepka, it's tough to uh, it's tough to pass up. But he's got a He's got to figure that driver out because he's hitting it long and 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 crooked. I mean, it's it's all over the place. So it'll I mean, be interesting to see what happens there. But your Luke List, man, Luke List, I think is is coming. He's on his way. Um, I could see this coming with Luke and the puttering, and and that's the reason I talked to Stephen Sweeney this morning, which will air it on Thursday. Fabulous insight to some significant changes that he's made with his putter. I mean, significant. And it's worked. So I like that bet. 240. This is a good place for Luke List. I have that also. Luke List. I don't have Kepka, but I do have Luke. And I'm back on the uh, Fitzpatrick train too. Fitz, he was good to me last week. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was really good to me. Made me some money. Um, that's a good course fit for Fitzpatrick. It's his first time. That doesn't scare me. Plus 170. I'm a damn homer for Aaron Wise, you know that, but it's, oh, man, I'd have to go back and look. I think I've made more money than I've lost on Aaron Wise. Um, but Wise is like, he's like Luke. He's not as long, but he's 
accurate. He'll get, he will get you there to the grid with the best of them. It's the question is, is will the putter be good? And the putter is trending the right way, folks. Six, yeah. I think it was six of the last eight positive strokes gained. So I, I could see a top 20 for him. I'm not sure how you can't bet Webb top 20 here. Yeah, for sure. At plus 120. That's at DraftKings. I'm going to look at that at uh, FanDuel as well. Um, what do you think of Corey Connors? Because there's a lot of, when I look at the model stuff here, in particularly like the course fit, Corey Connors' name is way up there at this place. Do you have an interest in Corey Connors? We know he can get there. Yeah, but- I just I just don't see his putter. I don't see his putter being good enough to to win, you know. I mean, yeah. We've all seen him go, you know, he can get there, you know, he can get there with his irons, but he just, it, it seems like he never makes long putts. Right. You know, and I, I, I remember at the, I think it was the Valspar last year, I had Corey Connors for a max play. And I'll never forget one hole. He's like 50 feet above the pin, you know, putting for Eagle. And he ended up getting a bogey because I mean, he went 30 feet past the hole. Mm-hmm. you know, on his putt. So he's just a guy, I just don't, you know, I like him as a player. He's, he's a young and upcoming star. Yeah. Probably Canada's best golfer at this point. I just don't trust him with his putter. So um, as the season goes on, like if his putter gets a little hotter, I might start betting him. But right now, he, I just haven't seen anything to show me that his putter is ready to go. So. Yeah. And it's kind of, his ball striking hasn't been as clean either, you know, and I think that's what, concerns me um but man he like he checks out on you know this overall model perspective i just think from a recent form when you dig deeper and i bring them up because a lot of people listening and others are looking at a lot of the same data and they're going to see Corey connor's name and i'm going to shy away from him just because recent form and the ball striking is what it's it just hasn't been the same and he'll 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 clip along plus four and five easily strokes and approach and it hasn't been anywhere near that as of late. So I'm going to pass on him. Um, so the one top 20 that I missed last week was Mito. Um, Me too. And well, I missed on a few. It wasn't just one. But that was the one I felt really confident about. And there he is again. You know, again, I feel like just should be a good course. It's his first time. I'm really encouraged by his putter, though. Really encouraged. I'm jumping back on plus 275. I'm jumping back on Mito at plus 275. I like these top 20 plays, by the way. Seems to be like the only thing I'm actually decent at in so betting. You, All right. You, you should just extend it out to top 40s. Those are. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right. Okay. All right, so we got Mito, we've got Fitz, we got Wise, we got Webb, got List, Kepka, Molinari staring me in the face. I'm going to put a little more time. There's two others I'm going to look at, Molinari and KH Lee. I mean, anytime TPC is involved, KH Lee is like a damn magician, like he wakes up. So I'll, I'll look at those a little bit deeper. Let's go top 10s. I know you got I, a few there. I was also for top 20. I was looking at Ustazen. Um Yeah. Yep. You know, what what better place for him to get his putter back rolling, you know? So I think if you want to look at Louie for a top 20, he could be another one. 
Uh, well, this is a good place for him. We haven't seen him. He's, he's you know, how much rust is he going to have? But he's, he's well rested. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's so well rested. If his putter starts, you know, working like it, it was last season, um, a top twenty finishes, you know, easily in the uh, you know wheelhouse for him. So, oh yeah, no uh, question. So yeah, for these top t- for these top tens, okay, I have three top tens. The first one we just talked about, it's a Webb Simpson top ten plus three sixty. Now this top ten was plus two fifty at DraftKings, plus three sixty at FanDuel. So there's a lot more value at FanDuel. Uh, Webb's the 2020 winner. He's the 2017 runner-up. In his last 24 rounds here, he's third in total strokes gained. Um, so I love Webb Simpson in this spot. Also to get kind of get his season jump started. Also, um, I also sprinkled Webb to lead the round, the first round at plus 4200. You never see those odds with Webb Simpson because when he's on his game, just like Kepka, I probably hit five or six round leaders on uh, Webb Simpson. So uh, I, I love Simpson in this spot. So top 10 plus 360, uh, that'll definitely be a play for me. Yeah, Webb is, uh, I think he's close. I think he's 100, he's close. You know, he's, He's close to a hundred percent. God, you look at him at, well, that's not a good comparison. He, he's played one time in January. He played Sony. So he'll be rested coming in. Um, Hopefully he'll have shaved, shaving that beard. <laughs> you know, it's just not a what, bearded web just doesn't, hasn't had the success of a non bearded web. So here we, so we had web. So what were the other ones? You had web at plus three sixty. Yeah, that that was it for the. I mean, that was all we talked about. So, so my next top ten, yeah, is uh, Victor Hovland. Okay. Um, this guy is probably the hottest golfer on the award right now. He's got three wins his last five starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took Hovland top ten plus two thirty. Uh, I think that's extreme value for how good he's playing at this at this current time. And I also sprinkled him to be the round one leader at plus twenty nine hundred. Because he's another one of those guys with the high ceiling where they could run away from the guys in the first round um, and shoot at eight, nine under easily. So um, I like the value right there with Hovland at plus 2,900 for round leader and top 10 plus 230. And then you had one more top 10 or no? Yeah, the final top 10 I have is it's really no awards needed for this, John Rom. <laughs> I mean, Minus like- 110. <clears throat> Like what the hell? You haven't uh, said Rom's name yet. John Rom minus one ten, uh, top ten finish, and I'll <clears throat> I, I've hit Rom twice this year already for round one leader, and you can pick him up for round one leader at plus two thousand on Fanduel. He's also from. I mean, he lives in Arizona. He went to Arizona State, so this crowd's gonna be, you know, cheering for him. I'm sure he'll put that Arizona State jersey on when he hits on the sixteenth. But um, he's never won this event. And he is the world number one right now by far. And what better place to break his, uh, you know, losing streak, I guess, at this waste management open than, than this year. So um, the the course plays perfectly for him. So um, Rom could easily get it done. Like we saw, he should have got the farmers done, but he kind of faltered yeah, in that, in that final round, but yeah, I like Rom top ten. I think that's a pretty much no brainer multi multi unit play if you want. 
um, but also around one later at plus 2,000. He's been coming out hot out of the yep. gates you know, for the past year. So I've already hit it twice this year, so I'll, I'll hit it again. And, you know, Rom top 10 and Ram leader. That's both a couple plays for me. So Rom, last 10 events, he's finished outside of the top 10 twice. Missed the cut at Fortnite, Fortnite, and then American Express, he was 14th. <laughs> and at the Fortnite, I mean, at the Fortnite, what's his interest level there? Yeah. You know, so. Uh, the Farmers, his short game hurt him a little bit. It uh, did. His short game hurt him a little at the Farmers. So, yeah, you know, this one, this one hits home. Like, he'll be focused, right? He'll be, he'll be ready to go with ASU um, right down. I, right now, my only top 10, I did play Hovland as well. Um, and I, I have a Hovland to win also at plus 1600. I mean, he's just, you're just looking at a rising star right now and he's playing great golf. His short game is getting better. Um, you know, he makes the short game a strength. That's the only thing that you worry a little bit here, maybe, um, as far as winning and losing, but top 10 check, I'll go 1600 to win as well. I, I also like Abraham answer here. I think this is a really good course for Abraham answer. I'm going to play him to win at 5,500. Yeah. Um, that's, that's Abe. Mm, I just can't find myself backing him. Whenever I back him, he just doesn't yeah. show up. But you know, one guy that I did, like I, I saw Ricky Fowler at 90 to one. Um, he did just win here three years ago. Yep. Um, and he's been playing, you know, Ricky has been coming out out of the gates hot the last couple couple tournaments but the problem is the second and third rounds he just falls apart um so this course he's very familiar with obviously having won it um so i thought you know 90 to 1 i thought ricky fowler was like a little value mm -hmm. right there um so if you want to take a look at him um, he's definitely capable of winning it but can he uh keep that can he keep that first round you know that first round pace together through rounds two through four without, you know, totally falling apart. Cause he'll, he'll be having a great round. And then all of a sudden he'll bogey. And then it's like double, double bogey. And then the round just falls apart from there. So if he can keep it together and play consistent, I think at 90 to one, you know, Ricky Fowler presents some value. You're giving me shit about answer. You're going to take Ricky Fowler. My God. But at least I know Ricky's won there before. And yeah, I, it's true. You know, uh, with with answer, I mean, with Ricky, I'm expecting less. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, my expectations are a lot lower. With answer, it's like, when is this guy finally going to finally do it? And the one mm -hmm. time, the one time he finally did it is when I, last year when I had uh, Harris English, I think, blew that lead. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think it was like the St. Jude, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But, um answer i'm just done waiting for him to to play well so i'll definitely take a flyer with uh valor at 90 to one <laughs> yeah man i you know the golf would love to see ricky fowler get things back i mean J look you were right about i mean jason day got his it seems got yeah his game back i mean somewhat yep. so i mean it's definitely yeah, we've been possible. talking about that talking about how I, you know he's been moving the right way. And you can definitely see he's, he look, he looks more and more like the older Jason day uh, used to look. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Um, you know, answer. He's only played here one time. Missed the cut 2019. He's, he's a f interesting guy though, to when you really watch his game. I mean, he'll, it's, it's 
it's a little bit of, you know, where he's a very talented player. I am taking it based off of, I think his, when you look at course fits, right. At least from my calculations, you look at course fit. I think his course fit for here is off the chart. And of those names, he's definitely the most talented player. Now his putter has been a little chilly, but he comes here for the first time. The sun is out. People are happy. There's energy. I'm going with it. Maybe a little bit of a gut, a little bit of a gut feel, but I'm, I'm going with it. Putnam was my guy last week. I really liked the way Putnam was playing and coming in. And I felt, and I tell you, Putnam could be a good player here too. Yeah. Kind of hit Putnam late on Sunday. Prime example, talented player playing well late on a Sunday, all of a sudden <gasps> I might win. And it's like, shit the bed. You know? <laughs> same with, I mean, same with Spieth, really same, same yeah. exact thing. You get the lead. These guys, some of these guys take the lead and they, it's like, they forget how to play. I don't understand. I mean, yeah, we used to see Spieth, you know, he was, if he got the lead, he was a straight killer, like just finishing it. Now it's, he starts, you know, overthinking, doubting himself. And, you know, one thing leads to another, but this tournament is just absolutely loaded. I mean, you got Rom, Cantlay, you know, think about, we haven't even talked about Justin Thomas. We haven't talked about yeah. Daniel Berger, Sam Burns, who everyone forgot Sam Burns missed one cut. Everyone forgot about him. So these are well, all guys yeah. cap capable of winning. I mean, capable right. of winning this tournament. So well, let's talk about him for a second. Cause we go back to some of these odds. I mean, Rom, we know is six to one JT. I, I'm still not ready at 10 to one and trusting his putter. Um, Matsuyama's playing some wonderful golf at 14 to one. I think of all the favorites, I think, you know, Hovland's certainly my, my favorite. Um, I, I kind of, I tend to just not play Hideki. I do every once in a while on very difficult courses, but obviously this one here, he's played very well. It has won twice and has continued yeah. to play good golf since winning the masters. So at 14, I think you have to really look at playing that. Cantley at 16, Spieth at 18. See, uh, for me, for me personally, I'd rather take Sam Burns at plus three, you know, 3,000 and take Jordan Spieth at 1,600, you know? Okay. Because Sam Burns has shown the ability. When Sam Burns gets a lead, he's putting it away. You know, he's not it's true. choking on the par three, like hitting it short and questioning his caddy and stuff. He's just like Sam Burns, when he gets lead, he's, he's just – He's putting it away or he's putting distance in between him and second place. He's not letting doubt creep into his mind. So I'd take Burns, you know, I'm kind of surprised, you know, Burns, he misses one cut and then his odds, you know, get back up inflated. Like I'll take, he has the same odds as Russell Henley. I'll take Burns over Henley 99 times out of a hundred. Um, so, yep. Yep. I, you know, Spieth is that his swing look as good as I've seen it in quite some time last week. This has got to be the most confidence he's been. And but does he have, I mean, is he confident after blowing that lead? Well, you know, and then he's not only that, not only did he blow the lead this past weekend, but he's coming to a place where he blew a significant he blew a five-stroke lead to Brooks Kepka last year in the final round and shot two over for the final round. So yeah, that's gotta be in his head also. Fair. He's he's one of those very mental golfers, talks to himself so much. His I don't know what's up with his little practice routine now that he gets before he hits, but it's, it's really weird. Uh, working. It's working. 
I think he's dialed in. I think his iron games look looks a little fade off the tee. Irons are dialed. Perfect surface. I mean, he obviously likes it here. He's played well here. Dialed in until he takes the lead. I think you should take Spieth in a first-round leader. You know, I always do, and <laughs> uh, let's see what he is. He could is, be. Uh, I mean, he could come in and just – He it feels like a 62 from Spieth on Thursday. That's what it's feeling like. 25 to 1. And Jordan probably has hit more round leaders than anybody for me. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it just feels like, okay, here I come again, right back out on the horse. I mean, if you take Jordan, you know, if, if you just blindly bet every tournament this season, you took Simpson, Kepka, yeah. Hovland, and, and Speed to be round leaders, you, I mean, you wouldn't do too bad. So yeah. he's never a bad bet. I mean, as long as you just don't bet him on Sunday. Shoffley didn't get a lot out of his game in Saudi Arabia. He's at 20. He's played well here. Scheffler is at 22. Berger, uh, I don't know, 25. But, you know, you look at the iron game and those distances that I mentioned, there's no one better than Berger. But where is he going to be with his health? Henley will get some play because he can go with his irons. Yeah, there's Burns. You know, I, you know I like Burns at 30 to 1. I'll probably consider that. Um, the only thing with Burns for me, I, I just – I like the straight Bermuda greens with Bermuda. This isn't, this isn't Bermuda. You might see Bermuda, but this isn't Bermuda. Trust me. You know, like he's like, he grew up on in Louisiana. So I get a little hesitant there. Um, I'm out on Finau. In fact, <clears throat> I took Kepka minus 110 over Finau and I loaded up on it. Yeah. I like, I like Kepka. I mean, Finau. Finau is not playing good golf right now. It's a little slow to start this season. Um, and he's coming back from Saudi. Kepka's healthy, defending champ. I loaded up Kepka minus 110 over Fino. Um, Louie, 35. Webb, 35. Seamus, 4,000. Don't be, don't be hesitant with Seamus. He, he had a tough weekend. You know, I mean, no one's coming in playing as good a golf as Seamus Power. Like, just, you know, he had a tough weekend last weekend. He held on for a top 20, thankfully. I did have him as a win ticket. It was looking very good. But I think yeah. probably perhaps a little bit of a learning curve there for him. His Saturday round is what killed him. Yeah. Those three par fives early in his round, he played through even. And I was like, uh-oh, this doesn't look good. Because um, that's the easiest stretch that you can have. I'm going to where to go here. Yeah, hold on one second here. So, yeah, recent results. You look over the last five events. Seamus Power, Tom Hoagie, Gooch, McCarthy, who was good to me last week. I like McCarthy, too, for a top 20. I haven't played it yet, but I, do, I think Denny McCarthy's is finding some stuff with his iron game. He's the best putter in the world. Uh, and here's a name that I just can't get out of my head, and that's Keith Mitchell. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw someone I picked him to win. This week, I think I'm going to put just a little bit on him to win as well at seven thousand at seventy to one. Just a small, like little, you know, just in case kind of thing. Yeah. Keith Mitchell, when he plays well, he plays exceptionally well, and he just gets going, you know. And he just looks like he's that dude that he's that he's that um, that meme the meme that he's running through and he's on fire. Like that's him. Let's see. Let's see what he is at a. <laughs> Let's see what Keith Mitchell is at uh, uh, FanDuel. He is 80. 
70, 80? Uh, let's see. Yeah, 70 to 1. Yeah. He was seventh. He was 12th at RCM, 7th at Sony, missed the cut at the Farmers, 12th at Pebble Beach, and made nothing. And the thing with Keith is he'll go plus five, like just like that. I mean, he'll go, he'll go three straight loot and plus five or six putting. So, uh, you know, you, you got to play, you got, I'm playing Victor. Carrie Woodland, 100 to one. I'm playing answer. I'm going to sprinkle a little Mitchell and I'm sure I'll come back and I'm sure I'll come back. I don't know. There'll be a fourth in there. It's not quite sure who it is yet. I feel so good about Kepko over Finau. It's interesting. Spieth is plus 130 over Matsuyama. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I, I, That's a uh, man. Really? The one that, the one that I did, I was looking at was Sam Burns. I mean, not Sam Burns, Pat Perez minus 120 over uh, Keegan Bradley. Pat, Pat Perez is playing good golf right now. And he plays this course well. So yeah, I, he, he, he hit us last week, top 20. And I mean, he's playing, he's playing good golf. Um, Hideki, no, you know, it's just, here, here, here's the thing with Hideki, right? So the dude, check this out. I did, I did like a little Hovland over uh, Cantlay because I think Cantlay, look, Cantlay's been so consistent the past year. I think he's just due to fall off a little bit. Like, you know, th that's just how I feel about Cantlay. Yeah. Be before he went into this, like, psycho mode of being, like, the greatest putter, um, you know, his results were all over the place, missing cuts and stuff. So maybe he goes back to that. Maybe he doesn't. But I would take Hovland plus 100 over Cantlay this tournament. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I didn't see that one. Plus 100 for sure. So you can put that for a matchup for me. Huh? Yeah, I like that a lot. Plus, plus 100 over yep. Cantlay. So the last, so Hideki has finished positive in putting, strokes gained putting twice since the middle of August. And he's won both tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Then he goes plus 7.3 in Sony. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You can't handicap that. That's, that's how Ustazen was la last season, you know? With this putter. I mean, some of these guys, they just get hot, you know, at the that's right time. With the you right gotta get club. four. You gotta get three, four. You gotta you gotta get the putter going here. You know, like you start looking at the winners plus four, plus five. Um, you know, you're not gonna be able to just kind of get the ball striker. Well, you gotta have ball striking, iron game, but you're gonna, you know, you gotta have that putter going too. And so yeah, it's, I like that. Hovland plus one hundred over Cantley. I think I'm gonna make those my two head-to-head -head matchups this week. We've got a number of top 20s there for you this week. We've got three top 10s. And then, you know, we've got a couple favorites there um, for, for the winner. And then also a couple to consider as a, as a long shot here. Answer, Mitchell. Yeah, usually, like, when I play, I don't take a lot of pre-tournament. Like, when I take first round leaders over tournament winners, Mainly because, you know, usually 
if, a, if, a, if one of the favorites starts slow, his odds will be a lot better after round one than they were pre-tournament. And, you know, if they're still in striking distance, you can get a pretty good uh, pretty good price on those. So I usually don't take many favorites pre-tournament yeah. to win. Um, but, of course, for the first round, you know, I'll take that. Like, Rom for the first round is 20 to 1 to lead, and he's, uh, you know, 7 to 1 to win the tournament. So I always prefer the first round because for, I, I feel like, you know, the hold is, is higher for first round leaders than yeah. for tournaments for sportsbooks. But for me, like in my opinion, I think it's easier for one of these guys to lead for one round than to lead for all four rounds. So, well, clearly it's easier yeah. since you, you hit it every week. You know, I know that's kind of like against, like it goes against math. I mean, I guess it goes yeah. against math, but it just works for me. So, yep. Are you going to play speed? Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to text you when he's 600 through nine. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably play him for like <laughs> some, some lunch money. Yeah. Kucher plays well here. I was on him last week. That was the other one I missed inside the top 20. Um, you know, I think the other two names that we'll, we'll kind of finish up with here that have played well here is Bubba and CH3. Or not CH3, yeah. but uh, um, not CH3, HV3, not CH3. Harold Varner III and Bubba Watson, who, you know, we're all about the Saudi. Last week, Harold makes a big putt, wins over yeah. Bubba. They're flying over. Those two guys have 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 played well here. So I think those are the other two names, at least, that I have to finish up with my book that deserve some look. I don't think I'm going to play him to win, um, but I think when you start looking at top 20s and some head-to-heads, I think they're – they're an interesting name um, to look at. And I think the kicker here is Berger. You know, he's definitely the best iron player here. And, um, you know, the question is, is he going to play, right? Is that, is, is he going to play with the injuries? He had to withdraw last week um, at the bingo open in Pebble Beach. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw Ma- Maverick McNeely withdrew too, right? From this week? All right. Yeah, he did? Yeah, I think okay. so. Maverick's out. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's keep this train rolling. Stripe Show podcast, waste management. We've got some people who uh, signed up that will be getting this book out to beat the bookies. Complete book, which you can go to his website. He does uh, his best bets every single round. Mm-hmm. So it's not just tournament like we did. But if you want to go all in this week, waste management, which you you should get his package uh, on his website. And uh, what, what? How many? How many bets are you making per day? You think on average? I'll probably do about four round matchups. Okay. A day, maybe four three ball matchups. Okay. Every day, and then I'll do a maybe a, a prop every single round, or you know, if they have to make an eagle props stuff like that. Okay. Um, but the pre-tournament bets is, you know, the most we do. We probably have about 25 of those. So, All right. Um, there's probably about 45 plays for the entire tournament. Are they available now? Yeah, they're the, – well, the package is on the site now, but I, I all the bets, all my plays get released tomorrow night in an email. Okay. And then the round bets that night before that. Yeah, they'll go out um, – in California, we're sending them out the – the morning of because of the time difference but for arizona i probably send them out the night before hmm. it just depends if the round like finishes earlier if, you know if there's rain or something like that and the round gets delayed obviously there is none 
Um, but yeah, those, those ones will probably go out nightly, probably like 10 PM or something like that. All right. All right. Beating the bookie. Thank you. Best of luck, everyone. Waste management. Enjoy it. Big bird. Look for him in the fans. You can't miss him on 16. See ya.